Hey guys, it's Alfredo. It's Brian. And this is Film Purgatory. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Welcome to the show. This week we're talking about the Bourne Trilogy. Jason Bourne. Weren't you going to do the, the special effects? You told me not to do Wow, I mean, I figured you would do it anyway. There you go. Alright. Jason Bourne, played <clears throat> by Matt Damon. Yes. So, first I wanted to give a shout out to the original Kicking Ass with a book. Yeah. Because everybody loves to give that, that shout out to to John Wick, mm-hmm. but Matt Damon did it first. Right. <laughs> I, I, I say a lot of the times, um, Jason Bourne is like, John Wick, I'm sorry, is the Jason Bourne, but without a story. I think Jason Bourne's stories are, are very good, in my opinion. I just think that it's a solid story. The first two, the three, maybe not so much. But John Wick has better choreography. It's and a dog. more emotion. He was going for a dog. But we've learned more emotion equals better viewers. It is a cute Better dog. quality views. I mean, yeah, it was a cute. It was a puppy. Jason Bourne, of course, being born identity, born supremacy, and born ultimatum. So supremacy and ultimatum was directed by Paul Greengrass, who also directed United 93, Captain Phillips, and the new one that just came out not too long ago, News of the World. That's the one with Tom Hanks. Okay, so he, he likes working with yeah, Tom Hanks. Yeah, he likes... Oh, he's he's done The Green Zone with Matt Damon as well, so... Oh, I saw that movie. He, um... I guess he likes his characters. He likes his yeah, actors. I mean, a lot of directors use the same that. actors. That's right. fine with me. Better chemistry, better quality film. Going into the stories real quick, starting off with identity. So starting off with Born Identity. There is a Nigerian dictator called Wambosi. Now he was in power in Nigeria and he was exiled. And he wanted to force the CIA to bring him back in power. And the way he was doing that was by blackmailing the CIA by revealing information he had on the United States involvement on Africa. So it's basically this guy wants to get back in power. Obviously the CIA doesn't take this lightly so they come up with Operation Treadstone, in which they send an assassin to kill this dictator, Wambosi. And this assassin was Jason Bourne, played by Matt Damon. Yeah. Yeah, in the movie, we, 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 you know, we come to find this out as we go. Mm-hmm. But uh, essentially, Jason Bourne has to go through, you know, hell and back, right? right. Trying to figure out who he is, mm-hmm. right? Figure out why does he have all these really abilities. He's almost like, I wouldn't say superhuman, in terms of strength or speed, but in terms of reflexes, mm. we can easily say superhuman reflexes, right? Of course. Uh, awareness, uh, pretty much any anything, any survival tactic you can think of, he's at its peak, right? And physical fitness level as well, at its peak. And we have him going through <clears throat> multiple cities, mm-hmm. getting help from a woman named Marie Krutz. Krutz. Right. Trying to figure out who he is, you know, where does he come from? What's his name? <laughs> why was he able to have, why does he have two bullets in his back and a tracker implanted in him as well? Well, the plan to assassinate Wambosi didn't go as planned and he ended up getting shot and he fell into the water, which he got rescued by some fishermen. So yes, he did get help from Marie. At the same time, the CIA isn't necessarily proud of Operation Treadstone. Higher ups like Alexander Conklin are trying to bury this operation, seeing how it was a failure. So there's a little bit of corruption within the CIA as well. Yeah, like anything, <laughs> there's a, they're trying to just you know tie their loose ends. Right. Essentially, they the operation went south. 
they lost track of Jason Bourne, have no idea what happened to him. They assumed he was dead for a little bit, right. but eventually, you know, easily realized he was alive <clears throat> and becoming a nuisance to them. So they're trying, they're trying to like send assassins to kill Jason Bourne off. Well, no, to, to they, get rid of the loose end. Well, they don't even know that what, that he doesn't remember. Right. So at first, they're they're you know the plan is not really to kill him, but just I guess to retrieve him. What does he know? Right. But Jason, how can Jason communicate that to him? He, he has no idea who he is. Right. So he doesn't even know what he needs to say or where he needs to go or who he needs to speak to. Right. Mm-hmm. But eventually, he uncovers that Conklin and his crew, right, his team, uh, basically just set out to kill him. They figure it's a lot easier to get rid of him. Right. And that's it, because he has no memory. He, he there's, no, there's nobody he could have told. Right. So that's their advantage. They said, whatever, let's just kill him, get it over with, mm-hmm. and we move on. And just, like, treat him like any other soldier, unfortunately. Because I believe Operation Treadstone was not approved. They, nope. they weren't approved by... No, nah, it, it was a black ops. It was a black Okay, so... It was, just, it was uh, one guy putting together a team... Got resources, got funding, and said, we're going to do whatever we feel like doing. Right. A lot of action, a lot of fighting sequences. It's very cool. There's there's a little bit of a, you know, cheesy sound effects. I know you're not a fan of the choreography, but I think it's a great story. At the very end, Jason finally meets with Alexander Conklin, and he basically tells him that, listen, I'm not, I don't know anything about this. I don't want anything to do with you guys. Like, I'm going to walk away, and I don't want you guys to follow me anymore. Conklin ends up getting killed by his superior, which was the older guy. Um, it was played by Ryan, Brian Cox. Uh, Abbott, I believe, was his name. Ward Abbott. Which basically who was in charge of Conklin. He was in charge. He was overseeing all these operations. So he knew about Chetstone. Okay. And he knew it was not approved. So he, he was the one who was basically keeping it under wraps exactly. while allowing Conklin to run it. Exactly. Okay. It's his reputation in the line. That's okay, why it's okay. like, oh, let's... He was... The priority was to kill Jason Bourne. Jason is a loose end. But if Conklin couldn't get it done, then he'll kill Conklin. He'll kill Conklin. Okay. Like he has to keep this under wraps. This goes into the second one, Bourne Supremacy. Now, Bourne Supremacy, it picks up with Jason Bourne. He meets... Uh, actually, he stays with Marie, the girl who helped him in the first one. He's in Goa, India. He's in India, yeah. Being a part of a lot of illegal stuff. Not just Treadstone, but we're talking about, you know, kind of like... Pandora's box here A lot right. of files mm-hmm. They were hoping to buy that From these Russians Somebody came We're not sure who Some other Clearly a very trained uh, Operative Some sort of assassin Comes by We end up finding He's a Russian himself Plants bombs Frames Jason Bourne Kills both the buyer Who is the CIA operative Pretending to be a You know A black market buyer Right And the Russian Who was selling these files Again illegally Right Kills both, makes it seem like Jason Bourne was the one who did it and blew up the, the building. So Pamela Landy now goes on a mission to go and find Jason Bourne, assuming that he's the one that did this. Along that way, she comes across the files of Treadstone, and she continues on with that lead. Who is Jason Bourne? Carl Urban's character, called Kirill, is being sent, and unfortunately, Jason Bourne's love interest, Marie, passes away. Yeah, well, because remember, the, the whole objective, right, for this... Well, this guy, the oil tycoon, is that if you can have Kirill frame Jason Bourne, right? Now you have the CIA chasing a ghost if you end up killing Jason Bourne. Why? The CIA, or anybody for that matter, they don't have any idea where he is. Right. He's, he's a ghost. He's missing, right? He disappeared from the face of the earth. He's just off-grid in India. So if they were to kill him, how are you going to find a dead man? Right. If you don't know he's dead, right? You're going to be thinking he's on the run. No, he's just dead, lying somewhere in a ditch. Who knows? So, instead of killing Jason Bourne, Kirill kills 
Jason Bourne's girlfriend, uh, Marie. So in the last one, Jason made it clear that if he saw anybody come after him or his girl, Marie, um, that he would come after them. He would go at the CIA and they killed Marie. Obviously, it was not the CIA who went after him. Well, it was really bad timing, you see. So what ended up happening was since he didn't die and the CIA believed, well, Pamela Landy, her team, since she believed it was Jason Bourne, they were all convinced that he was the one who killed her men mm -hmm. inside the, that operation where they were buying and selling right. um, of, uh, for those files. Mm -hmm. They wanted to kill him. Well, they wanted to bring him in, but essentially it was like, uh, you know, if you can't bring him in, whatever, just kill him. Right. It, was, it wasn't exactly, you know, they weren't too strict on the bringing him alive part. Right. So, so for the Russian, it made sense. Like, okay, you didn't get to kill him, but maybe the CIA will just do it for us. Because right. they, they're already, and now that Jason Bourne is angry, so he thinks the enemy is CIA, and the CIA thinks the enemy is Jason Bourne. And well, I I believe it was Abbott who was really pushing towards let's just kill him, let's just kill him. Oh yeah, Abbott, the first one. Abbott was just like, just kill him. Yeah, like, stop he, wasting time. He wanted to get rid of that loose end yeah. from the first movie. Oh, well, of course. I mean, he's trained. He's forget about trained. He's brainwashed. We're talking about someone who was traumatized on purpose, right, to be turned into this. You know what he is? A trained assassin. He's super, right? Human reflexes. It uh, knows all types of tactics. Who knows how many different kinds of you know martial arts expert at hand-to-hand -hand combats with and without weapons you know it's just all kinds of abilities that he has that would make him a survivor make him uh, always one step ahead of the CIA which throughout the movie he try or I guess he remembers a little bit more and more about his past mm -hmm. yeah because he's still recovering from right like, he's recovering his memory so it's little by little he's limited though like he hit I think he hit like a plateau because right. he kept telling Marie well, before she she got killed that he had like this all recurring dream, right? right. Like kind of like a night terror, uh -huh. and then he he would just keep remembering something about being in Berlin, right? Mm -hmm. A mission that he had, like his first one or something. Yeah, like that. and he knew that he killed people, of course. He just wanted to uncover what happened, why was he there, and right. who were the faces that he keeps seeing right. in the car with him. Right. Chase ensues, fight scenes happen, action all around. It was great. Jason finally gets his revenge on uh, Kirin. He, un he uncovers the misunderstanding and he takes care of Abbott. Abbott, yeah. He like, he gets information. Like, he gets a confession, right? He gets a confession from right. him, right. He, um, he was recording him as they spoke. Right. You know, he had a gun to his head. Bourne had a gun to Abbott's head. And eventually, Abbott gave up some incriminating information. information. And he, he just said, Right here. I'm not going to kill you because Marie wouldn't want me to. Right. He left the tape there. Gave him the gun, and Abbott waited for Pamela to walk in. Basically, admitted to everything. Essentially, right. implied that uh -huh. you know he was he's dirty, and killed himself right then, right, right in front of her. So Landy is talk about career suicide, right? For real, <laughs> that was so bad. Uh, comedian. So Landy's not uh, not looking at Bourne anymore. She's basically in the clear, and she leaves him alone. But Bourne's not done. This ties into the the third one. These timelines, I guess, are... The overlapping. Overlapping, basically. Yeah. The second and the third one. So, Born Ultimatum, Born continues his, I guess, pursue towards the, the higher-ups in, in the CIA. He's trying to remember, like, how it all started. So, Treadstone was just the one operation to go and kill Wombosi, right? From exactly. the first movie. Operation Blackbriar is the entire 
basically movement, right? Not, not really an operation, more like a an umbrella of an all umbrella the of all the the training programs and all the the things that the entire this like almost like tiny section of the CIA secretly does and trains these soldiers, right? And and just sends them to do their bidding, right? Obviously tells them, hey, you're saving American lives, so that they feel good about it. Mm-hmm. But really, they're just killing any any kind of loose ends is what they're doing. Any threats whatsoever. Any threats whatsoever, whether it be threat to American lives or threat to CIA careers. At this point, he's getting more and more knowledge, and he he's starting to uncover. Well, he he accidentally comes across the information of Operation Blackbriar because it was a journalist, right, right from uh, England, right, who had. A source, and this source actually worked for the CIA headquarters in, I believe, Spain. It was, okay. and he was willing to give him this information off record. Right. Uh, the reason that Bourne contacted this journalist was not because he needed the information. The source gave the journalist. He didn't even know. He mentioned him in, a, in an article, right? He mentioned him in an article, so he wanted to speak to him. And as he was going out to speak to him and giving him directions over the phone, he realizes. Oh, the CIA is onto this guy, so right. he knows something. There's something wrong, you know. Let me help him out before he gets taken. So he, as they go on that adventure, trying to get him to escape, he, the journalist tells Jason Bourne, "Hey, Operation Blackbird, you know, this is the thing that started it all," mm-hmm. and that kind of leads Jason Bourne to down another rabbit hole per se. So this operation is is led by Noah Noah Vosen, and he wants to eliminate Bourne. He wants to eliminate everything else that has to do with. Blackbriar, Treadstone, he wants to cover this mistake up. And he has Pamela Landy as an advisor. Pamela's trying to tell Noah that Bourne is not, not an enemy. He just wants to be left alone. Obviously, Noah doesn't see it that way. And it is a scene in which Jason Bourne is uh, trying to help the journalist. And I guess he defends him in the hallway. And you get that epic scene where... What were the lines that were said? Jesus Christ. That's Jason, Jason Bourne. Right. <laughs> that is the line. It's funny because everybody always quotes it from the, the most recent one, right? Jason Bourne. We're, think, we're yeah. not talking about it. We're just saying that that is what the line where the meme, you know, right. they get that line from. But yeah, it was quoted by Noah Volson first uh, in the third one in Bourne Ultimatum. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you remembered. I actually forgot about that. So Jason Bourne is like this almost legendary agent that everybody knows about. He's, he's deadly. Well, he's deadly. He's a, a huge threat to huge all CIA, threat. you know, and things involved. And because nobody really knows him or what he's thinking, what kind of mindset he's in, they don't know if he's, you know, what his morals are. Right. Yeah, we see him as an audience. Like, hey, he's the good guy. But from the CIA's perspective, he could just be a a, a wild cannon, an armed and extremely dangerous kind of guy. Right? Like, right. he's just willing to kill anybody. We don't. They don't know. And they plan for the worst. That's the kind of people that they are. The CIA operatives. I don't see ultimatum. I don't see ultimatum as, as that much of a story thing. I think it's just more of Jason trying to get at the higher ups, and Noah just trying to kill Jason, and him sending all these assassins. There was an assassin, I, I believe, in Brazil. There was an assassin. There was assassins in Germany. There was all over the place. There was a lot of action, a lot of fighting scenes. It was pretty cool. So Jason Bourne uncovers where he came from, who brainwashed him his origins and he figures out that Jason or himself uh, Jason Bourne went into the brainwashing program voluntarily yeah yeah so he chose to become Jason Bourne he may not have liked it right he may regret it mm-hmm. and it, you know whether you lose your memory or not doesn't change who you were prior to the amnesia right but he chose it mm-hmm. and it was kind of like one of it kind of gives the audience and Jason Bourne closure mm-hmm. like 
ties up the whole story. Okay, so you know what? You chose. This is who you are. You wanted to be this. You were a soldier. You gave in your dog tags. Now you're a CIA dog. Mm -hmm. You do their bidding. No questions asked. You just have to. But you happen to have amnesia, so now you have a thousand questions. Right. And and yeah, he gets. Noah was the one who shot him. Actually, Noah Volson. Uh, so he gets shot. He yeah. gets shot and falls off. Uh, like a twenty, no, like a ten-story building. Into a water. Into the harbor. Yeah. At the very last scene, you see him swimming away, so Jason Bourne is alive. Yes. And he sure. escapes. Yep. Okay, great. That is Jason Bourne, the trilogy, the first three. We're not going to get into legacy. We're not going to get into Jason Bourne. Those are, I guess, in correlation to it, but not necessarily in relation to this trilogy. Mm -hmm. I think that these three were great. Like I mentioned before, I'm a big fan of movies with stories. I think that's the biggest part of the movies. And I think at least the first two had a great story. I really liked it. The fight scenes, okay, you really liked it. You can make a good case that the third one and the second one are really just two parts of the same movie. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Because it really didn't feel like another movie. It just felt like an extension. Right. Like a DLC, if you will. You know, you just added it on there. It, it was still a good watch, don't get me wrong. I did enjoy Ultimatum more than the first two. Right. Uh, but personally, the the first one and the second one... To me, just had way too many cuts. There were way too many angles, and you know, I got dizzy. I tell, I told Alfredo, I know he don't like this, but the fight scenes are not all that great. Oh I think they're overrated. Um, but the story, the story is great. That is one thing you can't deny uh, from the Bourne series, at least the original trilogy. The original trilogy. So that's the Bourne trilogy. I really enjoyed it. Brian, we have to talk about this. Have you seen anything? recently oh have we seen anything have recently? we seen anything so, recently before we get into the sauce i want right. to talk about the juice real quick so you know this movie came called came, come true mm -hmm. came out this week okay uh friday i believe last last friday actually mm -hmm. uh, it was a horror movie they right. they were comparing it to inception they were oh. saying it's the more the most original depiction of dreams or something along those lines since inception I love Inception. I know you do, and that's why I thought, okay, it's a must-watch for me. Right. I thought I thought Inception is a fantastic movie. I mean, you know, we already know. Mm -hmm. No need to say anything more about Christopher Nolan, but so I thought I gotta watch this movie, and and I liked it. I did enjoy it. I don't think there was any point where I was bored. It didn't really drag. Mm -hmm. The the story keeps you hooked. I have to say, mm -hmm. uh, it didn't it didn't use cheap effects. It didn't use cheap jump scares. I thought. The suspense and the story were synonymous. Like, it kind of went hand in hand, which kept you engaged, you know, scene after scene. And the ending was... The ending was good. Oh. The ending was good. Nice. I, I can't complain. It was one of those, like, right at the very, very end, you have to you have to stay and watch it. And at the very end, you're like, oh, okay. And then, you you know, you feel closure, you feel satisfied, and that's it. Wow. It wasn't... I'd give it a, a good... Give it a good 7 out of 10. Very nice. I'll check it out. Definitely. Yeah. Getting into the sauce. the sauce. The sauce. Tell them what the sauce is. Okay, so as you guys know, we put up a post. Thursday was the premiere of Zack Snyder's Justice League. We can't go too much into it because we obviously don't want to give out any spoilers. And we can literally talk about this all day. So real quick, Brian, just run down. What are your thoughts in a couple words? What did you think of the movie? A couple words. If I had to, if I had to really give, give it a couple words, I'd say closure, 
satisfaction, and wholesome. Right. I say those three words describe it the most. That was the randomness. I know. Convolution of, of words that you but, could have actually... But that's what I felt when I watched that movie. Okay. Because for years, you know, we waited. We want, you know, we wanted Zack Snyder to finish his, his vision. Right? We were tired of Warner Brothers forcing him to cut out all these scenes mm-hmm. and, and kind of making the stories a little choppy. Right. Uh, BVS received a lot of criticism for that in 2016. Then we see the Ultimate Edition, and it was so much better. Those those 30 minutes. Now we get a full four-hour movie. Not much to cut out. He said, "Here, this is my vision. This is what I wanted you guys to see," and it didn't even feel like a four-hour movie. Okay. It, to me, it really was a fantastic job. I enjoyed every minute of the movie. I wasn't bored. The characters were all amazing. Scenes, action scenes, you know, effects all great. CGI of the characters were great. Uh, the score was phenomenal, but specifically, the villain. I want to talk about the villain because I know Thanos in the MCU gets a lot of credit. Right. Steppenwolf was really close to that level. I like Steppenwolf. It was very good. Like you said, the visuals are great. I would agree. Um, I think the CGI was was better. So much better. And you know, a good case would be Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf looked great. I liked the the moving armor he had. Visually, it was very good. Aesthetically, it was pleasing. Um, that's all I can really say about it. Check it out. Definitely, it's worth the watch. Brian, where can we watch this? HBO Max. HBO Max. I'm tired of saying these names. You know, it's HBO Max. <laughs> it's the best. So, check it out, guys. Um, the first one come true. And if you haven't already, Zack Snyder's Justice League, The Snyder Cuts. Uh, next week, Brian, what are we going to be talking about? So next week we're going to be switching it up and we'll be having our first director's week. Ooh. And the director of choice is Mars Scorsese. Scorsese. All we're right. Gonna, we're going to be uh, going into... We can we can touch uh, a couple films, maybe three, four, depending on the time. Um, his biggest works, you know, right off the top of my head, you know, you have Goodfellas. What else do you have? You have The Irishman. The Irishman being his most recent. His I most think. recent one. Uh, we'll, we'll, we can talk about that. We can talk about different movies about Martin Scorsese. A little bit about him and his work and his tenure as being one of the greatest directors in Hollywood. Yep. So, thank you guys so much for your support. We really appreciate you guys and everything you've given us. Uh, all the criticism. We really, we really appreciate everything. Like Alfredo said, thank you again. Uh, please follow us on social media. Please, uh, please follow us on social media. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram at Film Purgatory. Please look us up, follow, and <clears throat> make sure to also follow within the streaming apps like Spotify, like Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. You get the the notifications when the episode goes up. Right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys.